So, uh, welcome to, I guess, what is the first episode of the Bench Buddies podcast. This is going to be a podcast of four friends that we barely play sports, but we like sports. Um, we're probably going to be talking about soccer, uh, football, NCAA, and NFL, but mostly in us, NCAA, we all like the same teams. Um, and probably the NBA a little bit, but we don't watch as much of the NBA. Um, yeah, so I guess how we'll start this is go around with introductions, and I'll, I'll throw it to Kyle. Introduce yourself and say your favorite teams for soccer, the NFL, the NCAA, even though it's all the same, and the NBA. Uh, yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, my name's Kyle. <laughs> And my favorite soccer team wouldn't have to be Manchester United. Up the Reds. Let's go, lads. Um, my favorite NFL team, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Uh, I go to Liberty University, so I support them in football. But also uh, Virginia Tech is from my hometown. It's just our home team. And then in the NBA, I'm a Lakers fan. But before anybody says anything about me being a bandwagon Lakers fan, I've been a Lakers fan since they were trash. So, yeah. Sure. And now, if you can't tell, we're probably going to be awkward little shits because this is the first time of us doing this. But eh, it'll be what it is. So, John John David. All right. Okay. We'll we'll go to you next. I'm a bit eager to do this. Okay. Okay. So, I'm John David. And, uh, (laughs) Basically, I, I I watch probably more sports than the rest of these people here. I'll, just, I'll go through my favorite teams. Okay, so soccer, Burnley, don't ask, long story. <laughs> NFL, <laughs> along with Kyle, I'm a Cowboys fan. It sucks. NBA, I'm a Wizards fan. That also sucks. MLB, I'm a Nationals fan. Also kind of sucks. NHL, I'm a Capitals fan. It's not so bad. Um, college, I like Virginia Tech, and that pretty that pretty much sucks. Um, but if I'm honest, I wouldn't change any of them for the world. I love all my teams. Support them all. Through good and bad. Mostly bad. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. All right. Uh, now – if you, if you can't tell, there was a bit there where John David said he watched the most and Kyle kind of was about to interject. We're probably going to argue a lot because we disagree with a lot. Um, well, sport. you'll start to see once everybody uh, introduces themselves and the teams they support, why we argue a lot. Yeah, so, especially this next one to Aiden. Who, who's your favorite soccer team, Aiden? Who uh, is it? Well, first of all, you can call me Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> but... My favorite soccer team is Manchester City. Now, the obvious team that's better than Manchester United by a long shot. See, that's not bad at all. But then you go down the road there, go to the Hornets. Then that's when it's like, okay. Oh, Terry! (laughs) Then you go to the Colts. That's nothing but disappointment. And... Uh, Virginia Tech in all college sports. Uh, yeah, it's that, that's all I watch. Yeah. And John David's more extravagant with his sports with his MLB and his Yeah, NHL. you know, 
in the MLB and NHL, I'll touch on that. Basically, when I was a little kid, I, I was bred to watch Sports Center. That's the only thing I I mean. I just didn't feel like watching cartoons really. But um. Oh oh wow. <laughs> basically, I just started watching every sport that came on, and I just got attached. But I'm a local fan, so Nationals and Capitals. You know, we've had our recent triumphs, but um. Other than those triumphs, it's been disappointment, and I'm used to it. Yeah, so that's understandable. And so, and and now I, I'm Colton. I'm not always going to be hosting. We'll throw it around, but I just figured I would do it the first time because I kind of had an idea in my head of how we were going to do this. We'll probably let other people introduce and do things as we go on. Uh, my favorite teams are for soccer and the Premier League, which is what we all primarily watch. Uh, Manchester United with Kyle. But everywhere else, it's Bayern Munich because we're just better. Um, in the NFL, Cowboys because you just have to like the Cowboys. And but I've liked the Eagles since Michael Vick went there, so that was that's kind of a thing. I was happy when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, I supported them. Uh, NCAA Virginia Tech, like everybody else, and the NBA. I'm, I'm a Clippers fan since day one, baby. I love them. <laughs> So, so yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as you guys can tell, um, we're not really, like, meta team supporters. Uh, oh, most of us most <laughs> of us endure a lot of pain with the teams that we yeah. support. Every offseason um, is just pain. And then every, yeah. every in-season sport is just pain. You know yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean for Mr. Especially, City fans. especially me, you know. What do you mean? As, we get knocked a, out in the quarters every year. As a Wizards, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. As a Wizards and Virginia Tech fan, and I guess you could count Burnley. Speaking winning winning records are hard to come by. <laughs> Speaking of the Wizards, how about that Hornets game? Listen, we did not have Bradley Beal, and Bismack Biombo got put on a poster by Russell Westbrook. So I'm not worried about. That. All right, all right. Down to business. Uh, all right, what can all I right, say? Boys. Okay, we'll, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. So yeah, that's that's basically what this is going to be. We'll probably sit here and argue for about an hour every single time. Um, I mean, today we're probably going to hit on March Madness because that's been going on and it's been crazy and all of our brackets suck. Um, uh, mine's doing okay now. I'm in sixth. I'm in fourth now. <laughs> yeah, I think. I'm th- in that's in the soccer group chat. Okay, of our soccer team, it's not good. Uh, and then, all right, pal. Other than that, we're going to talk about the United States sucking at soccer because we always do. And uh, football. What's coming up in the Premier League? And Aiden, we're not calling it football. You live in America, okay? Uh, there's got to be a distinction there. We don't have a choice. Yeah, we don't. We don't have a choice. I wish we weren't. I wish we could. The way that we are. I wish we could call it football. And then, if we have time, we'll hit Champions League and Europa League and what's going on next week there but we'll see so that might be episode two depending on time so hi and we're back we did a shortcut to be sure our audio is working because this is still the first episode so we're going to be testing and probably once again be awkward but it'll be what it is so i think what we're going to start off with is March Madness in the NCAA tournament, which has been a mess for uh, everyone. So, so hey, how are you boys feeling? 
I think about what's been happening. You know, brackets in previous years, I just wanna say this. It's like you could kind of predict what would happen, but when you stick everyone in a bubble in where was it? Like Indianapolis, you throw them all in a bubble. It's like at that point you can't really predict what's gonna happen. Yeah. I think that's shown with teams like Oral Roberts. And uh which I mean they had a good like I think they had the top score in the nation. And um I mean uh, you just I didn't expect that to happen. I don't yeah. think anyone did. Uh, I mean uh, it, it's been a mess. <laughs> I mean all have all. To, I think that having everyone in a bubble with no fans i think the no fans part is some of the biggest impact on why some of these lower seed teams are beating the upper seed Uh, especially in games like loyola chicago beating illinois i think with this like being in indiana which is very close to illinois that that stadium would have been packed out for that game because it's a Chicago team against Illinois. And I don't think it would have went the way that it did with a bunch of Illinois fans there because they would have been there rooting for their team. That was the number one seed in the Midwest. And I honestly don't think they would have fell that early, but I'm pretty glad that the tournament's gone the way that it has I mean, my bracket was busted once, Oral Roberts won, and then <laughs> Albaline Christian being Texas kind of busted me. Yeah, so that, that killed mine. At I that point. One remaining team in the Final Four. That I've got two. I've got Gonzaga, Gonzaga and Baylor. Actually, wait. Hold on. Yeah, yeah Gonzaga, and Baylor. Gonzaga, Gonzaga and Baylor. and Baylor, yeah. But I had Texas beating Gonzaga. I had Texas going all the way to the finals and losing to Baylor. Wow. See, I have Gonzaga winning it all. That's the thing going for me. But I also had Illinois in the championship game. Nah, I had Illinois winning it. My only good bracket is I have Houston playing Gonzaga in the final with Houston winning. That's my only chance to get points points yeah. from that. Um, it's gonna be tough for you. I mean, Houston only beat Oregon State by six points. Like, Houston, Houston's a tough team every year because it's like you nationally games aren't broadcasted like for that conference, but they're always a big team going in, so you expect more. But yeah. then they have these what, tough games against like power. They in? They're in the American oh. conference. It's like you expect you expect them to be really good. But then they get in cl- they get in close games with power five teams because it's like these power five teams are playing teams that are known to be good. Like yeah. let's say Oregon State, for example, th- this year they had to play Oregon, they had to play USC, they even played. I mean, they played UCLA, but it's like that's how. Uh, yeah, I don't know with Houston. It's, yeah. it, that's it's the same way Gonzaga has been every year. It's like. Everyone always is like, oh, Gonzaga is going to be good. I think this year is their best chance to actually win it. Oh, oh, for sure. But it, previous years, it's like we think they're going to do good. They always lose like Sweet 16 and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga's defense isn't – looking at stats, they get scored on about as many points per game as all the other one, one and two seeds have. But, I mean – 
I could see someone like UCLA taking them out. I could see Baylor taking them out. They're just going to have to outscore them all the way. Right? It's going to have to be a non-defensive game. I mean, I could be completely wrong and we get to the finals or this UCLA Gonzaga game on the third be like 51 to 49, like UCLA versus Michigan. But I don't know. In in my opinion right here, the only way I see Gonzaga not winning is if they lose to UCLA. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure Baylor – I mean, I'm pretty sure they struggled early against teams like Villanova and Arkansas – and Gonzaga, every game they've played, they've won by at least like what is it, fifteen points? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Villanova I mean, Baylor... if you go back to the Sweet Sixteen, Villanova was beating Baylor by seven at halftime. Yeah. Baylor's more of a second half mm-hmm. team, which is why I think Houston's probably gonna come out strong whenever they play. But possibly. I, I have a feeling Baylor's gonna win. You've gotta be a whole nother type of uh, choke artist to lose to Arkansas. Yeah, I mean Arkansas barely beat Oral, barely. Yeah, barely. Well, and I, that's you got to feel bad for Oral Roberts too because they're making a deep run. Yeah, and it's I, just... I mean it's honestly been surprising after the Ohio State game. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I had Ohio State um, making it to at least the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight. I, I thought they weren't gonna get hard bodied like what they no. did. No, I don't think I don't think most people did. That's like the yeah. upset of the year, though. That, and this year really is that stands out because you can tell. I think it was after the sweets is at the start of the Sweet Sixteen. There were no perfect brackets left. Yeah, it I'm, was. It was day two. It was before. Once yeah, yeah. It was when UConn, UConn lost, lost to Maryland. Maryland. Oh yeah, yeah, that's when it was. It was when UConn so lost. We didn't even make it through day two with the perfect bracket, which I mean normally happens normally somebody wins that blows up everyone's bracket but this year i don't was... think everyone expected like 15 seed oral roberts 14 seed abilene christian were there any four seeds that got upset by 13s i don't think there were uh, um other oh, than kansas almost uh, virginia did. ohio uva oh, yeah. a game yeah a game i want to touch on that didn't happen was oregon and vcu because of that covid breach by BCU. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, one more fourteen and three. North Texas did beat Purdue. North Texas, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's been where it's hurting. It, surprisingly, I'm pretty sure only one eleven seed beat a six, and normally elevens do pretty well against the six. The one eleven seed that did it too is UCLA. Yeah, and UCLA. They're the final four, and they're rolling. I predicted Liberty to be the only eleven seed to do it. I'm pretty sure it's their Adam bracket. They were thirteen. Oh yeah, thirteen. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't think. I'm pretty sure going going through my bracket and through what's happened, I'm pretty sure I didn't have any 11 seed speeding. I uh, I didn't think UCLA was as good as what they've been. No, um, I, don't I think picked anyone. Syracuse to go to the Sweet 16. I thought they would go on a run based on what they did in the ACC tournament. That yeah. Buddy Boheim was shooting Dude, the ball he was averaging like 30 points a game. ridiculous and their two three zone is just super weird to come up against in the tournament and to not have that long to prepare for it a lot of teams struggle and it it just takes a team that's super talented like houston to beat that sometimes and i mean you see they beat them by almost 20 points i mean like yeah yeah um 
a game I did predict, I guess you could consider it an upset because it's a six over three. I knew USC was going to beat Kansas. I didn't expect a 44-point blowout, but I knew. <laughs> Kansas it was like, I don't know what the term I'm looking for is. Lackluster. It's like, what's what am I? I guess Kansas <clears throat> played a pretty big bluff all year, if you want to word it like that. Yeah, I mean, going in twenty-one and nine, but they got blown out by USC, yeah, and, and they and almost it, lost to Eastern Washington. Yeah, so, Eastern Washington scored eighty-four points on them. <laughs> yeah, and they were winning for a good part of the game too. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. it, it was one of those games where it's like, after how closely they almost lost, I knew USC was gonna have a fun time. I didn't expect Oregon to beat Iowa though. Well, no. I think that Oregon having a free game, they did get extra played a factor into that. They weren't as tired as Iowa. No. Iowa just played two days before. Yeah, and Oregon got extra Oregon practice didn't do and rest and stuff. I don't even know what the COVID breach was that happened with VCU. I just I have know, no idea. I just know they had a COVID breach and the game got handed to Oregon. But I mean, I mean, still, Oregon's good. But Oregon I still. I didn't expect that one. Yeah, but, I mean, Oregon still, they went and they showed out against Iowa. It's just one of those things. Um, yeah. I A game that kind of threw me off, though, was um, Loyola Chicago and Oregon State in the Sweet 16. I thought Loyola, after beating Illinois, was going to run deeper than they did. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of just one of those things that seeds that are lower seeds like the A. I mean, once they get a jump, they gotta, they're going to get stopped somewhere uh, yeah. other than apparently UCLA. No, here's my thing with the seeding this year is the seeding for all the teams was weird. Loyola did not deserve an eight seed. They should have been higher in my opinion because they were 26 and four. And their Ken Palm rating was, I think, top 11 in the country. And they got an eight seed. Yeah. And, but I guess you, and another one I I can argue about is Virginia Tech arguably getting a 10 seed. Um, I feel like that was kind of. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely just because we didn't play as many games as a lot of. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, the COVID stuff came into play right there. COVID killed a lot of this. And I, I looked it up. Um, what happened with the whole VCU situation is there in the 48 hours before they were supposed to play their game, there were multiple positive COVID tests. Oh, and there there was a rate that um, positives were spreading throughout the program. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's just one of those things. And a team I didn't expect to make it a deep run again, Oregon State, I thought they were going to lose first round. I don't think anyone – I mean, hold on. What was their record? They were 18-12. I had – yeah, I had Tennessee. They were 18-12. Yeah, I had Tennessee as well. I picked Oregon State just They're because crazy, of their run in the Pac-10 tournament or Pac-12. Is it Pac-12 now? It's Pac-12, yeah. It's Pac-12. Yeah. Um, I thought that they were hot, and they – completely blew me out of the water with how hot they actually were. I think they made the lead um, eight, didn't they? 
Yeah, they made yeah. the Elite yeah. Eight, and they, Elite they almost they beat Houston, Houston, too. They yeah, almost that's beat Houston. Are, like, that's like what I was prefacing on. And... Yeah. I mean... That's what I was talking about earlier. It's like Oregon State, you look at their run in the Pac-12 tournament, and it's like a Power 5 team like that. I mean, Houston's a good team, but – I don't know what the line would be on the Oregon I, State Houston. I hot take because I'm I'm just now looking at this, Houston. Just hot take. I, maybe I'm biased because of the way seeding has been scuffed or not. Houston has not played nearly as much competition throughout the tournament as what the other seeds have. Yeah, I mean the other teams have that are in the final four right now. Oregon State, Syracuse, Rutgers, Rutgers, and Cleveland State, and Cleveland. I mean, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I guess their toughest game so far, definitely, in my opinion, is Oregon State. Yeah. But, um, which is uh, sad, but seed. not, I guess. It, like, it's the it's the second lowest seed they've had to play. Yeah. I mean, that's proof that the seeding has been scuffed. And it's, it's all COVID's <laughs> fault, but it is what it yeah, is. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think this year, seeding is hard because you don't, with COVID canceling games, in cases like Virginia Tech, who play like I don't know how many games it was, but significantly less than other teams. I yeah. feel like if I don't, I'm not trying to sound biased here, but I think this is just a genuine statement. If we hadn't had games canceled because of COVID, I don't. I mean, I don't see us losing many of the games. Like I know Louisville, a game got canceled. Is like. I don't see yeah. us losing any of those games that we, we got had canceled. played 23 games, which, um, yeah, we had played 23 games going into the tournament. I heard this I going if that's relatively high or not. no, no, going into the tournament. I heard the statistic when we were watching the game, we had played two games in 40 days. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's over yeah. a oh, month and a week. Yeah, yeah. I remember we, it's not that we necessarily had a ton lower, like a super low number of games played we just didn't play at all before the tournament yeah no our only our one of our two games was in the acc tournament against unc yeah i mean it is what it is i mean we've kind of all been disappointed with our unc did deserve to win that game though i'll say that because yeah yeah yeah. i mean we just didn't have any big men we got out rebounded that's what killed us and I mean, going is. back to Oregon State, had, like I'm 90% sure that their entire starting five, none of them are seniors. They have I, like three seniors on that entire roster. So I I expect them to make another deep run like that next year. You said yeah. Oregon State? Yeah, Oregon State. Yeah. Um, they have, you're right, three seniors. Or four. Yeah. It's four seniors. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I don't that's know if so any of them impressive. were starting, but the fact that they did that without many seniors at all, expect them to come back. And yeah, uh, I mean, they even have. Um, hold on, actually, let me go back. I mean, we've kind of all been disappointed with our favorite teams this year. I mean, the, the NCAA Liberty did good in their main season. Virginia Tech did fine in their regular Here's season. Here's the thing: I'll say this about Virginia Tech. If we had somehow managed to beat Florida, we were going to lose to Oral Roberts. Oh, for, just, without a doubt. It's just one of those things. We were going to lose yeah, that next nah, round. Nah, that's, that's true. Um, yeah. Speaking about Liberty, though, I'm honestly surprised we did as good as we did 
because coming into this season, losing the team that we had last year, which was like top 20 programs in the country, we were probably destined for at least a sweet 16 run last year with like Caleb Holmesley and Scotty James and people like that, that we have Caleb Holmesley, who's now in the NBA. Like we were going to make a deep run last year. And the fact that we came in this year with three seniors, I think, and only two of them start is incredible. And we had the player of the year on our team in Darius McGee, who's like five foot eight and a point guard. And he was averaging like 25, 26 points a game. I, wanna, I mean, yeah, and you guys were undefeated at home, weren't you? Uh, I think we were. I'm pretty sure you were undefeated mm, at home. I think I'm, I'm looking well, at it right now. I don't know if this is maybe conference I, only, but I'm pretty sure you were. So, I want to go back to what Aiden said real quick. I'm sorry, Kyle. But Oregon State, their second top scorer was a sophomore. Jared Lucas, he averaged 12 and a half per game. And he shot 38% from the field, which isn't bad. Um, yeah. And he, I'm pretty sure, hold on, let me go down uh, points. Yeah, in all in their all their tournament games, um, first round he had fourteen, second round he had fourteen, third round or speed sixteen he had fifteen. It's like, yeah, uh, I mean he's future. scoring he's scoring about a quarter of their points every single game. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and he's a sophomore, so it's like they yeah. can come there's back. Only, next year. He, yeah, he can only. There's only room to improve. Yeah, I mean, and you gotta think it, about recruiting too. High school recruiting, it's like they're gonna have depending on how they recruit, they're going to have more. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the next season and next March following COVID, when yeah. fans get back in, when the tournament can be held in multiple cities. It'll be very interesting to see what the effects of this tournament are on some of these teams. Because when you have the Oregon States with a sophomore as the leading scorer and three seniors, you got to think – they have such apparently such depth on their bench that they're going to be able to come back next year and definitely be above a 12 seed. Another thing about youth, um, and I, I hate to keep bringing up Virginia Tech, though, but I, I'm pretty sure we only had two seniors maybe on the team. And that team. Yeah, that sounds great. And I mean, I mean, one of our seniors put up like half a point a game. Yeah. So, no. Um, I mean, BD. Okay, and then we had we had the opt out. We had Cartier Diara that transfer from Kansas State. He opted out after however many games. That would have helped in the tournament. But um, we had a total of, if you include him, three seniors. And so it's technically two because two of them played the whole year. Yeah. But uh, the thing about room to improve, like Aiden said. Keve Aluma, he's a junior. He's coming back next year probably. Uh, Hunter Couture, sophomore. Um, Justin Mutz, a junior. I mean, they're going to be seniors yeah, next uh, year. Hunter is going to do great for the next two years. Uh, we, yeah. And plus, I know I'm pretty sure um, we're getting another transfer for next year. I'm pretty sure we are. Let me look this up real quick. I'm pretty sure we're That'd getting another transfer. Um, But talking about – Hunter Couture, I really like him because he plays that Wofford style basketball. And I think that brings something to Virginia Tech that we haven't really seen. He's a type of player that we typically don't have. We normally have people that like get up and down the floor fast and are super athletic. And it's kind of 
nice to see like a different type player on our team and succeeding somebody who like stretches the floor like he does and can shoot the ball like he does it's a nice sight to see we got another transfer i just looked it up um storm murphy he played for mike young at wofford and he's transferring to virginia tech kind of like um keve aluma did but he's i think he's a point guard yeah and he's a scoring point guard too yeah. You know how Beattie was more of an off-the-ball, like, defensive point? We have a scoring point guard now. So, Yeah, I mean, it's be been nice. a very long time since I've, I've seen any Virginia Tech basketball of us launching threes and taking jump shots from outside more consistently than we're trying to uh, cut in and get towards the board. I, I, I haven't seen anything since we need even to, before Buzz Williams left. We need to recruit big men. Because I feel like oh, that's oh definitely we well, that's definitely something we were lacking. Because I mean, you saw it some against Florida, and I I saw it a lot against UNC. Teams can just shoot, and we have no one tall enough to get the board. Like I think yeah. I don't know who it was from UNC, but like our tallest big man, I'm pretty sure is like six ten maybe or six nine. Um, yeah. yeah, our tallest no, our tallest big man is um six ten, but I'm pretty sure he pretty sure he opted out this year. I could be wrong though. But of the ones that did play, the tallest was six nine. Yeah. Our tallest player was six nine. So it's like you just yeah. you get outsized, and you just can't you can't deal with that. Yeah, I would love to know how we did on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going through here and I'm looking at right now just the games that we played, and we our high rebounds in conference games and um, games against top twenty five teams. We were having, uh, let me, let me, uh, yeah, our guards were our top rebounders. Couture, yeah. Radford. Tyrese Radford was top uh, two on the team. Aluma was our top rebounder. He's also he's just our top player in general. Besides, yeah. um, you know, you, when you look at stats, top point score, Keve Aluma, 15, point, 15 a game. Top rebounder, yeah. Keve Aluma, eight a game. Blocks, yeah, and, Aluma. And I, I'm sure he did great in all of the games, but when we were playing tough teams, our guards were our top rebounders. That's And that's the thing. It's like in that game against Florida, I know foul trouble. I'm pretty sure we got in a lot of foul trouble. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure Keve had like three at the end of the first half. He did. It's like we we didn't have that dominant post score, and we just, we kept shooting threes, and it, they, some of them just weren't falling. It just wasn't our night really. Yeah, but back to talking about the tournament and how weird it was. Uh, what do you guys think about Duke not being in the tournament for like the first time in like and Kentucky thirty some years and Kentucky? Like, yeah, I'm normally pretty good at filling out a bracket and getting it decently right. I remember feel- normally along the right lines of what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. but I mean when you're missing some of the teams that are like some of the most nostalgic, like best teams in college basketball. And they're just I feel not like here. Nostalgia plays a part when people are picking their brackets too. Cause when you think Duke teams, Kentucky teams, UNC, it's like, you're automatically like sort of, that's kind of what I did with Syracuse in my bracket. Jim Beheim, yeah. the one of the greatest coaches of all time. I knew that team's going to make a deep run just because of the coach. I mean, the way and plus his son, Buddy, that, the way he was shooting is just incredible. But at the same time, it's like you look at these teams, UNC, Roy Williams. You would think they'd be 
good, but they got first rounded by Wisconsin. Duke, Coach K, like, oh, they're going to make the tournament. They don't. Then again, this is their down year. Next year, I, they're probably going to bounce back. But but yeah. talking about good, to- uh, good coaches in the tournament and, like, leading teams to the tournament, I mean, like, Rick Pitino at Iona. Oh, nobody, yeah. Nobody thought Iona would be here. And then the fact that they – only lost by 13 to a really, really high-paced, good Alabama team. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought that they would have been where they were. Yeah. And, I mean, about- it's just a coach that knows how to coach in March, and that's just what it comes down to. Yeah. It's like – and that was a one-point game at halftime. So it's like coaches like Rick Pitino know the situation. They know how to coach. I feel like if Iona made – like – I don't want to just hate on Ohio State too much, but if that had been Iona instead of Oral Roberts, I would pick Iona still. Or I would think Iona would be in the same place as Oral Roberts because Rick Pitino has had to lead a team, I guess is what I'm going for. I mean, uh, it's been a mess, and I think it'll be very, very, very interesting to see how it all ends especially with Houston playing weaker teams, UCLA playing the hardest teams. UCLA is playing ever. out of their mind right now. Yeah. I think if he, Gonzaga loses, it's going to be UCLA. Yeah. If they uh, make U- it past UCLA, I don't see Gonzaga losing in the final. Yeah. UCLA is arguably playing against some of the hardest teams in the country because they've played at Alabama, Michigan. They Able had to Christian play to beat Texas, BYU, and not to mention they, they had, had to the play their game. play-in game. They had to play yeah. their play-in game. Yeah. I and mean, they made it this far. I didn't even think they'd win their play-in game, and I don't want to hate on UCLA, but I just thought Michigan would win because I didn't know about UCLA. Yeah. Then I see UCLA win. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, I would love a UCLA Baylor final. I mean, they also had to play Abel Christensen. Yeah, who beat Texas? Oh, not Christensen. Christian, yeah, and they yeah. beat Texas. They <laughs> yeah. were high on confidence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now UCLA I, handled them. Beat them by UCLA 20, has to be yeah, yeah. the they, most I mean, confident they, team right now. They blew now. them out, but still. Yeah. That Gonzaga UCLA is going to be in a, a great game, and here's why. The Gonzaga game so far in the tournament combined, I'll just say the win margin right now. Their first game, they won by 43. Second game, they won by 16. Third game, they won by, what is that? Uh, 18. 18. Third game, 19. It's like they, they aren't having yeah. close games. Yeah, they're not. They're not playing competition. And and I mean, Creighton was good. Oklahoma was good. Norfolk State is Norfolk State. USC was good, but lackluster. They blew everybody out on their way up, and then got blown out by Gonzaga. I mean, I mean, it, what I'm looking at is just there's not much competition from seeds playing. The high just, seeds, when they play the lows, except for the first round and maybe the second. I'm going to be honest here. I did not expect um, Creighton to get past the first round, and they only won by one point. I thought UC Santa Barbara I, – because I went and looked at their – went and looked at their history. UC Santa Barbara was a good team going into the tournament. They had a better record. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they weren't too bad in the power rankings, but it, it goes back to what I was saying about teams like Houston and – Gonzaga, when you look at a team like UC Santa Barbara, uh, going into the tournament, they didn't beat a team within the top 120 power rankings Yeah. in the tournament. But I don't know. 
I just thought I thought that was a game that was going to be close, and they ended up losing by one point to Creighton. And then I picked uh, Ohio over UVA, and then I thought the winner of that game, Ohio, was going to beat UC Santa Barbara. But then Creighton showed up. Yeah. I was I mean, really shocked with Creighton's performance, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I the only reason that I had Creighton going, I had that top part of the bracket, uh, I'm pretty sure completely right, where Gonzaga and Creighton are at. The only I, one I, I missed was UC Santa Barbara and Creighton. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the only reason that I had Creighton beating UVA was because I hate UVA. And then I had Gonzaga going through after that. But Creighton, I don't know. Creighton's hit or miss. They're always Especially in the tournament. They seem to always be game, there. With their game in the, um, against Georgetown in the Big East tournament where they lost, they got blown out by like 40. Yeah. I was like, they're coming off of like a 40-point loss. I don't see them winning, but here we are. Yeah. And then going back to Gonzaga, I mean, that's who they had to play next. I mean, it's hard for anybody to beat a team. I mean, they've blown everyone out. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Five they've blown incredibly out good seniors. Everyone, starting lineup. everyone. When your starting lineup is an NBA starting five and you're playing yeah, in right. the NCAA tournament, I mean, it's kind of not fair. Because, yeah. I mean, like, their bigs are like, NBA quality bigs. Oh yeah, no, yeah. they're gonna have they're gonna get people drafted in the first round. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll love. It. I wouldn't be surprised if their entire starting five goes first or second round in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. No. Speaking, they won't all go in the first. Draft, by the way, um, potential. I guess you could say over number one overall pick, uh, that Cunningham guy from yeah, Oklahoma Cade. State, Cade Cunningham. Can we talk about how Liberty? Clapped that man like we clamped him. I mean, you he still had, lost by nine. He had what points. one point in the first half? We he went to halftime with one yeah. point from a free throw. He, he wasn't top scorer, he wasn't even top scorer. Let me look. But then yeah. didn't he score like didn't he drop like 15 on your head in the second? He dropped 15, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but he okay, they did. He shot two for eight from three and three for 14 from the field. Most of his points were free throws, yeah. I mean, but free throws at Liberty. Free throws. We played the we played the UVA style pack line defense. Uh, we let you guys like let the opponent hold the ball, and we just play. We can shoot better, and we take higher percentage shots than you. So you're just gonna have to shoot better than us, and yeah, that's how we beat teams that I don't think we're better than, but we still end up winning, and it's just because of the way we play. Yeah. I mean, Liberty will be interesting to see how they do for the next few years or so. Because of the way that their bracket works with the ASUN and because of their weird independent nature, it'll be very interesting to see how they fade in and out of seeding in the bracket and how far they can go over the next few years. That's the thing. is like you got to think in college basketball and college sports in general, really, whenever it comes to rankings – there's a tr- there's a tremendous bias towards Power Five conference. Oh yeah, that's yeah. why teams you you don't see teams like um, Oral Roberts. I just want to say because I'm pretty sure or what was it? There was a team in the tournament that had one. Oh, Colgate. Colgate. They had one loss all year, and they're a 14 seed. I thought they would win that game. Weren't they like top three in the Ken Palm rankings, or was it top five? It was something like that. And and they were 
a 14 seed. I'm telling you, if Colgate would have played anybody, if they were a seven seed or above and were playing a 10, say they were Florida playing Virginia Tech, I think they would have blown us out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think they – Like, say, for example – Got drawn to a game in a spot that they shouldn't have been. That's why that game yeah. was so close. That's the thing with Power 5 bias. It's like – it's always going to exist. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. It's just what's televised and what people see more often. You, teams like um, – I guess I can – I'm going to say Utah State, too. Tremendous season in the Mountain West. And they ended up 20 and 9. Okay. Texas Tech 18 and 10. I feel Utah State a nine seed, probably. But they got drawn against the other Texas Tech team, Mac McClung, and they ended up losing. Yeah. That's the team I wanted to see make a run to was Utah State, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's been a mess. And it's going to be a mess. Probably, I'll be surprised if it's cleaned up. If we're not having the same conversation next year, with the way that COVID goes and the way that the NCAA regulations are going to stay, uh, it just depends. I, yeah, it, it just depends. But to wrap up this topic, and then hopefully we can hit uh, how horrible the United States Olympic failure is, and um, then the prim. What do you guys expect is going to happen in the final four? Gonzaga, close game against UCLA, but they scrape. That's gonna be the closest game of the tournament by far. But they're gonna, they're gonna win. I have a feeling Baylor is gonna beat Houston just because Baylor. I don't think, I don't know about Houston a lot, but I know Baylor is good, really good. Yeah. Baylor's gonna win that game. Yeah. And then Gonzaga Baylor in the final. What is it gonna come down to? If Baylor can stop the the scoring of the starting five of Gonzaga, like just hold them a little bit, I think Baylor could prob- try and almost win it. However, I don't think they have a chance. I just think Gonzaga this year is just too good. Undefeated in the regular season. And they're, they're going to end up, uh, what is it, 36-0, 35-0? going to go undefeated and win. I, I completely agree if that's the case. Uh, but if Houston somehow beats Gonzaga – or not Houston, if UCLA somehow beats Gonzaga, mm-hmm. I, I think Baylor's got Houston. Uh, yeah. I, I could be completely wrong, and I will stand corrected if I am. But I think Baylor's got Houston in the bag. Does anybody disagree? No, my one – okay. No, nah, not really. Here's my ultimate takeaway. Whoever well, wins whoever wins the UCLA and Gonzaga game is winning tournament. It's just see, my opinion. I, see, I've got to stick with my, with my bracket pick that Baylor's got it either way. It, assuming they can handle Gonzaga's five, which that'll come when it's game time if that happens. But I think it, Baylor will handle UCLA fine if you if they make it. Gonzaga. Yeah, I, I think it'll be rough for UCLA just, to come off of that. Here's my part only. Of the game. Here's my only take on why I think UCLA could win it. If they somehow beat Gonzaga, look at all the games that they've won and think about the momentum that they have. Yeah, uh, for sure. BYU, then Abilene Christian, who beat Texas. So a hot team right there. Then Alabama, then Michigan, then Gonzaga. It's like 
yeah. they're just so hot. I mean, you it can't... would be storybook to see it, but I don't. I, I, it's it's got to stop. Somewhere. You know what? It, it would be reminiscent of that Kimball Walker UConn team that won the title. Yeah. Or that was I a mean, great team. The UCLA run that I, I think this just comes to my head because I'm a Virginia sports fan. Uh, the VCU run in 2011, um, where we beat Kansas, who was the one seed, we made it to the Final Four. Yeah. And we lost. But that's just what this reminds me of. This yeah. UCLA run. Kyle, Aiden, predictions? Agreeing, uh, disagreeing? I I really can't see any team other than Gonzaga winning it. Although I can see Houston beating Baylor on a good day. If Houston have a good day, I think they can beat Baylor. But if they have a slow day, then Baylor's winning it. Yeah, I, I say if Houston doesn't come out playing the best basketball that they've played the entire tournament, then Baylor will have them easily. But if Houston comes out and they're surprisingly more complexly capable, I, is the I wouldn't even say that. I'm just objective say way just, I can say they have that. to want it more. Houston's yeah. gonna have to come out hot, and I mean, like they're just gonna have to just drain Blazing. shots. Yeah. Because Baylor is just so good. Like I just yeah. Um my opinion on what's gonna happen in the final or the, the final four to the final is I mean the two teams with mm-hmm. NBA quality lineups are gonna make it to the championship game, which will be Gonzaga and Baylor. It's gonna take them playing their worst game and their opponent playing the best game they've played all year in order for them to lose. And then in the final, I I see Gonzaga winning by like you 10 or 12 points. If, I mean, you, if Gonzaga makes the final, I, you can't pick against Gonzaga to win the final. They're going to be 30 – I'm, I'm going to say this again, 35-0 or whatever it is. And if they oh, beat UCLA, right. I feel like it will be their closest game of the tournament. But other than that, all their, all their wins have been like by, what is it, 15 or more? So it's like yeah, – pretty much. If well, when you've Bay- got like first round prospects and you're in every position, yeah, in, the, yeah in your whole starting lineup. All right. I mean, it'll be very interesting, and I will love to see how it goes down. And hopefully, we'll all be together. There's some combination to watch the of final. together to watch it. I would love to watch the quarters and the final, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll yeah, see. I agree. All right. Well, that's. The NCAA tournament and the mess it's been, the, the horrible mess that it's been. Um, so let's talk about the U23 United States Olympic team and how disappointing the future looks for men's, the men's national team. I feel like we have this conversation during qualifying for every major tournament, but the hey, World hey Cup. Now. Okay. No, the World Cup was like, it was worse because we had old i i don't want to say old people playing and now yeah. that the new wave of players is coming in I, I don't want to make excuses but the lineups we put out for u23 qualify we shouldn't have lost the honduras okay that's a game we yeah. should not lose mexico i understand losing because it's mexico they're better than us however we shouldn't lose the honduras yeah i'm gonna say mexico's u23 side is better than our U23 side. Now, if we're looking at lineups, I, I think say- it's a lot closer now than it has been in recent oh, years. Yeah, this is the closest it has been and will be for a while. But um, COVID guidelines 
Serginho Des couldn't play. Pulisic couldn't go over there to qualify. Um, well, that's the thing. Hang on. For, I'm going to interrupt you here. Half of our starting first team is under 23. Yeah, no. But the players we put out for qualifying, it's like MLS prospects and other people. Yeah. I mean, our, what, our like, keeper plays what? for Salt Lake City, but he trained with Man United. Our, from what I can tell, we have a lot of MLS players starting on the U23 team, and then all the other young okay. players we pulled up to sit on the bench. Well, we have play. to. I'm pretty yeah. sure most of these were MLS players purely because of um, COVID restrictions. Was it? Hold on. Let me, let me look at the lineup. That, I'm going to look but... at the lineup versus Mexico, and I'll read you the names. Uh, I mean, I've got it pulled up if you want it. I probably can't pronounce them all. Um, talking about U.S. soccer and our lineup, our starting, like actual starting teams lineup being under 23, we have players like what? Gio Reyna, Serginho Dest, uh-huh. uh, Pulisic, uh, yeah. Zach Steffen, like people who are uh, Weston McKinney, who are playing for teams that are in the Champions League, and the Europa Weston- League, in European big leagues and they're starting and yeah. playing games and we've never had players no. get that much experience yeah. we've the never only, seen i mean the most we've had remember. is donovan and tim howard that's pretty no, much it no clint dempsey in the oh. premier league yeah i, I mean that's dempsey that, was in the prem and he donovan played for fulham and, and tottenham it's like that's the most and tim howard yeah full, it's yeah. been him and tim howard but which Tim Howard's lineup, still gonna be the greatest goalkeeper that the United States has ever seen. <laughs> there's only there's only um three names I recognize um in the USA lineup versus Mexico. Sebastian Soto, and that's because he played in the friendly versus um I think Trinidad. I forgot what team he plays for in Europe. Or if it's in Europe. Hold on. Yeah. Is our goalkeeper is Ochoa our goalkeeper? Is he in any relation to Mexico's goalkeeper? I don't think so. Uh, Sebastian Soto plays for Norwich City. Norwich. Yep, yeah, plays he, he Norwich. plays on the U23s for Norwich. Okay. I don't think so, Colt. I don't think. Um, and then Cardoso. I know Johnny Cardoso. He plays um, for Internacional in the uh, Brazilian League. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's just disappointing to, to watch us lose to Honduras. We had 63% possession. We controlled the ball in that entire game. And just, we had eight shots and two on target. It was just mistakes from Hon- our own team. Yeah, Honduras had 14 shots and six on target. We just got outplayed. I, I hate to say this because I, I love the United States. I love men's national team. We got outplayed. We yeah. they, Honduras deserved the game. Which isn't um, new. Well, yeah, and the same thing in our loss to Mexico. Had more possession, controlled the game. I, I would say probably equally well. Mexico did well from when I, I watched the game. But we had seven shots and one on target. Okay. Mexico, here's, 13. Here's my opinion. Um, a, a game I really want to see is first team versus first team, Mexico-USA. Because I feel yeah. like that's going to be if, – if that is what happens, that's going to be who, who controls CONCACAF. Because as much as Canada, I guess, is on the up, 
they have Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies. Juliet, though. Yeah, who's on? Who's on? Who can we play in the finals if we beat Honduras in um, Nations League? I have to look. I can't remember who's Honduras. on the other side of the Nations League. Oh yeah, um, I mean, but uh, Mexico, or, we could see it. Uh, Mex- USA, in, Mexico. In June. We could either we probably play Mexico or Costa Rica. We, we Who do we play? Honduras. Yeah, we and play Honduras. Honduras. Our first team. Okay, our our first team versus that would be Honduras. First team. Game. June if 6th. we lose, if we lose to Honduras, first team, first team, then twenty twenty two World Cup. I'm not expecting anything. If we oh, win, yeah. if we win the Nations League, though, then I'm gonna have higher expectations, like quarterfinals. Yeah. Mm, bit of a stretch. Okay. Well, we've made group. it before. Haven't we made it yeah. before? We've made it before uh, with like Tim we... Howard carrying us. Yeah, yeah we, we made... lost to Belgium in that game though, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that historic beat... game where he made how he many made, like, saves? 16? 14? 14, 15, something like that? I don't know. 15 saves in uh, one game of a World Cup. What, what is that? The Still lost, wasn't like our only goal? Wasn't our only goal in that game a deflection? I think so. Uh, Julian Green scored it. Yeah, it was his first touch ever in uh, yes, it was. United States soccer. It was his yeah. first touch in the hundred and seventh minute. Yep. So it was nil nil. Went to extra time. Okay. Oh, I forgot thirty nine shots. Existed. Yeah, I forgot that that thirty nine shots. That Belgium had thirty nine shots and seventeen on target and only two goals. So yeah. Tim Howard had fifteen saves. They also hmm. had um nineteen corners. And twenty-seven fouls. Yeah, okay. well, that's probably just from Tim Howard bumping the ball out of bounds. Our lineup. I, I want to say something right now. Our lineup, um, that's gonna our first team lineup right now is better than that lineup that played Belgium. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, but it, it's it's Pulisic is already better than Michael Bradley already. Pulisic's better. Well, um, yeah. Gio Reyna. I, I I'd argue that Gio Reyna is better than um. Who's this? Fabian Johnson, yeah, yeah, uh, oh yeah, no, without sure. a doubt. Tim, uh, Serginho Dest is better than Jeff Cameron. Um, yeah. yeah, the only positions where I see this 2014 team superior, Tim Howard to Zach Steffen. Zach Steffen's not on that level yet, and Clint Dempsey. I agree. I don't. Think, I could see him getting there. We don't there have a, we don't have a pure. Get rid of Edison. I could. We see don't have Zach a pure Steffen number nine that. right now that's on the same level that Clint Dempsey was. We have potential with people like Josh, Josh Tim Weah. Tim Weah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jesus Ferreira is a good player. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's no. a good player. He scored two yeah. for us the other day against um, Northern Ireland. I don't remember, but it's when we had to play our MLS players. But I mean, look at this Belgium lineup Courtois, Alderweireld, Company, Vertonghen, Witzel. So yeah, like, I mean that was Belgium in its prime. I mean it was that that, yeah, that, that, that was that was Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, and, and that was but, for you. Not to mention too. what they're doing now. Then their bench too: Lukaku, Chadley, Yanuzai, Morales. Yeah, they had, they were insane against Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, okay, Jesus actually, had let a me brace. let me say something. We might be underestimating Honduras' U twenty three team. They took Mexico to penalties yesterday. Mexico's U twenty three team. Yeah. They took them to penalties, and that's how that's how Mexico won the qualifying. Wow. Was on pins. I have a hot take. I don't care about the Olympics, and I'm not really that sad that we didn't make it. 
I mean, I, I mean, I'm not either. Look at the okay. The 2018 Olympic gold medal game was Brazil and Germany. Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of what it deserved to be. But that like, time, because Germany care. was tearing it up. They, I mean, they won the the World Cup in 2014. Was that they, they, what Olympics was that? Was that 2016? I thought you said 2013. I could be wrong. I, 2016. I it was... It's 20. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Why would the it be Olympics were supposed to be in Japan and then COVID? But I mean, the United States, the Olympic, in the Olympics have never done anything that good. I don't think we've ever won a medal for a second or third. No, no. Uh, I'm going to be honest. As much as I follow soccer, I don't even know if I've ever even watched an Olympic soccer game. I think no, I watched just the highlights. Point of qualifiers, and Listen, I've seen highlights. But with the amount of stuff that they televise at the Olympics, like. What is it? Um, like different track and field events and stuff. You don't see soccer as much. Yeah, which is stuff. very weird. Uh, I mean, I guess it's because track and field and stuff are much more competitive to watch. And the Olympics you, is their only. I don't, yeah, I don't know this for main, sure, but it's like their only big tournament. Yeah, it's their only main. Uh, I'm sure they have more tournaments, but they're, it's, it's their only main outlet that they get projected to the world. Whereas yeah. with Premier League, Bundesliga, Champions League, World Cup, Champions all this, League, Europa it, League, World Cup, it happens. A lot of soccer happens every single year, and every four years, the Olympics. I feel like they would much rather show the spotlight on those sports that you can jump on your TV on just regular cable and watch uh, anyone swim up and down, and it take five minutes and you'd be like wow that was sick that guy went so fast or run i, I want to and, touch back on who something wants kyle... to sit and watch 90 minutes of soccer during the olympics yeah i want to touch back on what kyle said earlier about u.s stars and big leagues it's not like they're not playing either like i guess zach stefan isn't playing but yeah. um but even he's getting game time yeah i mean but weston mckinney um i think Nedved came out. He's the director of something for Juventus. They they're gonna rebuild around Weston McKinney. Um, who it was like two other players. Christian Pulisic. You know he's not getting game time as much with the new manager. I think he's linked with the move though, isn't he? Yeah. He if he he said he he's sticking with Chelsea through the end of the season, but he's thinking about it. But he's linked with a move to Bayern, Liverpool, other teams like that. And I mean, he wouldn't get game time there. As a United fan, his name has been thrown in with us, but everybody's yeah. name is thrown in with us, yeah. and we never sign anyone whose Serginio, name is thrown in with us. It's always Serginio somebody Dest different. Has potential to be a really good Barca right back, and yeah. I. He, Sergino Dest is one of the best players I've seen in a while yeah, from the I mean, United States. Like, yeah. no, not even from there. For just sure. in a while, he's really good. Yeah, and, and to you go know, back to Zach Steffen for a minute, Zach Steffen right now is getting the Tim Howard treatment. He, Tim Howard at Man United treatment. He's yeah. sitting on the bench of the best team in the league, and he's getting good training, but at a, there's going to be a point where he's probably going to get loaned out to somewhere Everton-esque, like what Tim Howard did, and then move. And that'll be great for him. He that's does fine. not that, need to what, sit on Man City's bench. Zach Steffen, he has played a few games. I know he's played against Chelsea. He almost clipped a clean sheet, but they scored in like the 90th minute. We yeah. we won three one. He kept and the then clean they, sheet against us. He kept the clean sheet against he, us in the cup against Burnley, and he played United in the cup and kept a clean sheet. 
And he made a few saves in there that were actually really impressive. You know, I'm yeah. going to be honest here. Depending on how UEFA does their scheduling for if, if City makes it past Dortmund, he might end up playing the cup final against Tottenham. Yeah. Because I mean, you got to yeah. think Ederson. He'll probably, be- yeah, he'll probably play the cup final anyways. I don't see yeah. why he shouldn't. Uh, I mean, it will be, it could be an entire Tim Howard. Will, I can't remember exactly what tournament that I think it was um, FA Cup final that Tim Howard played in a, a final. I can't remember exactly what tournament it is. I don't know why I read his biography. And he got, he, he, they lost in pins and he missed saving easy penalties. And then it's about that time that he decided he wanted to leave and go to Everton. It could be, so I could totally see keeper mistakes coming in. I don't predict Zach Steffen being at Manchester City in the next three years. While we touch on keeper mistakes and moving away, Kettle is probably going to leave Chelsea. I see it happening. Uh, yeah. No, but here's the thing. Oh, I hope so. I don't think he gets enough credit that he deserves because in his first few months at Chelsea, when they first got him, I'm pretty sure he was finalist for player of the month like three separate times. Because he was a really good keeper, I and then I don't know what happened, but he just he hit a drop off. But I guarantee he'll be back. They not bought a, him for ninety million. That was not for nothing. He has potential. Yeah, yeah. I mean and he's he twenty seven years was old. Good. He was good at Athletic Bilbao. He was like really good. Or was Sevilla? I don't remember which team. I think no, it was no. Athletic. Uh, he was at Bilbao. He was yeah, at Athletic Bilbao. Bilbao. Uh, yeah. He was yeah. insane. There's no re- like they didn't pay ninety mil for nothing. He yeah. he's not worth ninety million. Chelsea needed no, a no. keeper. They they panicked and overpaid by oh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> like United but, with Maguire. But he's not a bad season, keeper. He was decent. He was decent his first season. He made one mistake. Chelsea fans. Chelsea ridiculed fans are horrible. They're Chelsea they fans ridiculed are horrible. him. I mean, I, I feel bad in, for the guy. Yeah, I've sat and watched. It. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was when Thiago Silva first went to PSG. And we watched that their first game, PSG versus Chelsea, after we went there. Hey, Kyle and I were at that game, and every time he touched the ball, Chelsea fans booed the entire time. Chelsea fans are horrible, all of them. And <laughs> another example, Bakayoko. Um, I remember one time he got sent off, and I don't remember what they chanted. It might have been something racist. It might have not, but it was horrible, and I felt no, bad for Chelsea. The guy. Chelsea fans are just Chelsea fans are so bad. No, and there's an agenda like about Chelsea fans, and it's partially true. They and I don't, I don't want to say this and generalize them, but they're known as the racist fans of the Premier League because of the way they treat their players. But talking about Chelsea fans and how crazy they are, I mean, how long was Lampard in charge? Was it even a whole year? No, that's not Chelsea fans. That's Chelsea's owner. And but the fans had the agenda against him. They wanted him gone, and then the owners got rid of him. And like that's their club legend, and they were roasting him. The way I understand why the way he went out. I understand on the terms he left because they were like seventh. But yeah, and you can't knock their new manager Tuchel. Oh no, I can't. I can guarantee you what's going to happen. They're fourteen games next year. Next year. Maybe not next year, but sometime in the near future, Tuchel will go on a run of bad form. Chelsea fans will slander him. He's gone. It happens yeah. every time. 
No, yeah. Chelsea are the worst about manager cycles because you got to think. It's like past- Watford too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, and it's like um, I want West Brom this year. I feel like they should have stuck with um, who was their manager? Um, it, it was, was Slavich. No, no, it wasn't Slavich. Um, trying to. It was Billich. It was Billich. Billich. Slavin Billich. Yeah. They should have stuck with him. They shouldn't have brought in Big Sam because. Do you know what's funny? Right, they sacked him right after he drew with Manchester City, the team that was top of the league. I don't know oh, if yeah. they were then, but they were they were on their way. Yeah, they should have stuck uh, with him. I don't understand yeah. the the bringing in of Sam, Big Sam. Yeah. But um, and to dive on this point because we're hitting the uh, over an yeah. hour mark. What do you guys think is going to happen this weekend in Prem? We've got City versus Leicester. Who's winning that? Let me pull. Uh, City's winning it. I, I don't see Leicester doing a season double on City. Okay. I really and, hope they don't. Plus, Kevin yeah, De Bruyne City. is in form now. Kevin De Bruyne is in peak form, and it's gonna show. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna get at least one goal contribution. I see City handling handling them well, but I say if Leicester wins, I would love Leicester to see how City challenge. does in the Champions League after. Oh, if Leicester yeah, somehow beats sure. them, I would love sure. to see that morale drop. Are we doing? League. Are we doing the whole weekend, or do you just want to cover Saturday? Uh, uh, we have. Uh, we've just got a few games that uh, I'll highlighted. talk about because there's a few games that are uh, here. I'll, we'll talk about the Burnley game too. Do they play this weekend? Or could we yeah, they play, they play Sunday Southampton. Morning. They play Southampton. Sunday morning. Yeah, and I, I mean, see I think winning. Burnley's. Yeah, Burnley's got I see, that in hand. I see us winning. You want to know why? Ooh. You, you want to know why? Danny Ings is still injured. Ooh, okay, yeah, no. Danny I see... Ings is still injured. Um, I see Burnley scraping win or a one-one draw. I see, and we're in form too. We're we're in form too because we just beat Everton. We just beat Everton in a two-one two-one game. Now, big game. Well, kind of big game, considering they're saying Burnley isn't big. Horrible seasons. Well, (laughs) sorry, sorry, sorry. Arsenal, Liverpool. Arsenal, Liverpool. They've both had wretched seasons compared to their history and uh, the past few years hot take hot who's take. winning it i would arsenal. love arsenal to slaughter them arsenal i would winning. love them too yeah i don't i don't see a mikel arteta um or i see a mikel arteta masterclass incoming i see i have to agree i envision yeah. lacazette uh hold on well lacazette's gonna abuse their defense oh no 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 he definitely will um, the only the only way I see Liverpool winning is if Mane scores because he's been abysmal this yeah, year. If I, Sadio I mean, Mane scores, then they'll, they'll where's win. Firmino? The thing the thing is, it's gonna no take clue. like David Luiz and Tierney pocketing <laughs> Salah and oh Tierney, oh my Mane Tierney's gonna have Mane. a field day with Salah. Yeah. But, okay, hey, hear me out. Can we talk about Bobby Firmino for a second? I no, know he's on. a defensive striker, but like. He's done nothing. Dude. Yeah. Neither is Mane. Okay. Mane hasn't Listen done that much either. If yeah, Liverpool, is the only one. And he's Liverpool, a diving cheat. If Liverpool wants to bounce, <laughs> if they want to bounce back, hear me out. I hate that man. Sell Salah in the prime of his career. Get the most out of him while you can. And rebuild. Yeah, honestly, I, I say Arsenal. Well, scouting. they don't even need to rebuild. Okay, it's just their the back line three. is shot. Their back line is shot. Hear me out. With no, no, once Van Dyke and no once, Gomez. Once Van Dyke and Gomez come back, they'll be fine back there. Yeah, but um, they need to rebuild that it's front just three. Just a bad year for because them. Firmino's not doing anything. When you're having to play the last, the last few back, games, right? 
The last few games, uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool. Arsenal have won three out of the four. Yeah, Yeah. head-to-head. Arsenal won back in July, but they lost. They won July, August, and they lost in September. And they – I remember that, that League Cup game. They won in uh, uh, October. Didn't they win the Community Shield? Yeah. They won won the Community community shield. Shield. I guess Liverpool. Everyone was like, wow, Arsenal's going to be so sick. And then they... Uh... Now they're 10th. Um, no, here's my thing with Liverpool. Uh, their back line... It depends on it depends on line. who starts at center back I mean, against Arsenal. They're going to they're okay. put, put Fabinho and Henderson back there probably. I'm pretty sure... Jordan no, I'm pretty Henderson, sure they have fit. They have someone no, fit, don't they? They have Do they have, they, they have that they new guy that... They like have Kabak and Nat, Williams. Nat Phillips. They have Nat Phillips. They yeah, have Nat, Nat Phillips, Phillips or Williams. Nat Phillips is a, a, a stone wall at the back, okay? <laughs> no, like his headers, I, I, I'm kind of joking when I say this, but his headers. I like, mean, is he Harry Maguire? Oh, and Kabak No too, one will compare to the fridge. Kabak <laughs> is, is really underrated because Kabak got man of the match. Kevin got man of the match against. And Kabak has actually been playing very well. He got man of the match against Leipzig. Slabhead is our fridge. Okay, did you see that goal today? His volley was a peach. Yeah, did you see that stone's Stone's mistake today? Let's stay off this tangent. We get it. We get it. McGuire is the greatest center back of all time and ever. All I'm saying. Okay. All I'm saying before we close, Nick Pope better start every game. We've got United versus Brighton. Is is Brighton gonna knock them down? No. Uh, Bruno masterclass. These are the teams he stat pad against. Oh, Bruno so, stat pad. Bruno does have his stat pad. See, it depends. Bruno masterclass. It depends He's scoring on their a brace with are one they penalty. Play, hey, are they playing the home leg in the Europa League first, or are they playing away leg? Oh, let me look. Uh, they're playing at. Uh, Is home, it at Granada? Sure. I'm pretty sure. It, ooh, I don't the remember. First I know game. City's playing at home, and Byron is playing at home. Oh, I hate playing at home first. Holland's going to get Granada. The, the, the first game okay. is away. There's a yeah. there's a four day difference. I feel like United's going to rest some of their players for the Brighton game, because look Probably. at Brighton's position in the table and look at United's position in the table, and it's like, um, um, in theory, United doesn't have that much. Also, we can no. bank on the fact that Leicester are probably going to lose to City and drop points. So if we can scrape a draw, we'll still stay above. I them guarantee. And stay okay. in second. Here, here's some people I think are going to start for United against. Um, Right. Dean Henderson. Zebby. Dean Henderson. Uh, I guess Twan Zebby. Um, Holly never picks them. I'm telling you, Donnie I'm Van feeling a nice Van de Beek. If Van de Beek actually starts, I'll be proud. If Van de Beek starts against Brighton, though, it's not Van de I would love uh, probably Amadiallo will probably start. Matic will probably start. I don't. Martial uh, no, See, Martial got hurt against um, whoever can, France played. I can tell you what our lineup's going to be if you want me Dan to Dan James you. is it's definitely going to be very predictable. It is going to be <laughs> De Gea in net if he's back and fit. Well, he De Gea is net. back. He, he was on the bench for the um, But if he's Malanga. fit, if he's fit, he will play. And then we're going to have Maguire and Lindelof in the back because that's who he always picks. Yeah. We will have Juan Basaka on the right and Luke Shaw on the left. And that's going to be our back line. Our midfield will be either. No, it's not going to be either. It's going to be McTominay and Fred. It's McFred. He picks, McFred. He picks McFred. It's McFred and McFred. Every game. 
and it but, but, but why does he need to play that again because Brian. because we are so bad at passing the ball from uh-huh. our midfield it, our offense is so good and our defense is solid i know how do you think they lost to fucking sheffield i know lindelof yeah. and is pogba hurt no pogba is back but Pogba's only fine. with rashford being injured oh yeah i forgot about that rashford and are we playing him left injured. mid isn't he Pogba will play left mid. We will play oh. Bruno at Cam. We will play Bruno at Cam. 74 pace. Dan James. Dan James on the right. I would and honestly probably why doesn't Cavani. He put Bruno, why doesn't he put Bruno at striker? It put Greenwood on the Bruno left. Bruno at striker. Yeah, I would love a nice Bruno no, striker. No, listen. Bruno false nine. Pogba left wing. Dan James right wing. Or Pogba put, or put left Greenwood. Wing? Put, no, put Greenwood That's, on the left oh. wing and put Pogba. Yeah, Greenwood in the left wing. Pogba, he could start Pogba, McTominay, and Fred center mids. He could start Greenwood. Why don't over you guys? Uh, you guys should play Ahmad on the wing. Yeah, I would love I mean, to see him play Ahmad, but he will pick Dan James just because reason. of the defensive support. No, he's gonna play Dan James because Dan James is uh is the Oli, Mason Mount to Oli, uh, Oli's Frank Lampard. He <laughs> loves to pick favorites. And you can tell by players like, but the thing is, I have a oh, hot theory with I have a hot theory with Van de Beek. The reason he doesn't play Van de Beek is because Van de Beek is too good for Fred uh-huh. Matic or McTominay to be his midfield partner. Yeah, he I agree. he's a Ajax born and bred player, it a Dutch be, player who plays Van de Beek at, one at touch, fast. Football. That's why him and Bruno work great together. Him and Rashford work great together. Even yeah, Maguire and him play good because Maguire, as much as people trash on him, is a solid center back. He's just missing a good Bridge. partner. He's missing Bridge. a quick partner. But for the job <laughs> that he does, he does it well. Now, is he 80 million well? No. no. I would no. say I a mean... good. 50 no, million? Here's the He's thing, a with, solid center back. Here's the thing with English players, and I'm going to point this out because it almost happened with uh, Burnley center back. English players, they're, if they get bought by big six English teams, the price tag is automatically inflated by almost double. Yeah. Because there was a point Leicester were trying to buy James Tarkovsky, and his value, I wouldn't value him at more than 35 mil, and they were about to pay 50 mil for him. And it's like, yeah. And and Tottenham are lining up a bid for Nick Pope over the summer to replace Lloris. And if that's like Nick Pope's gonna be the wonder the wonder keeper. But he's like twenty nine. He's about to be the best keeper in the league. In England. If to, he gets out if he gets out of Burnley. To close us out, talking about the United game, like in all seriousness, I see a three one win for United, but oh, yeah. it's dependent on who we play with Rashford and Martial. Rashford might be fit. He sat out the England squad because he wasn't fit. That doesn't and, mean he's not going to be fit for us. But also, Martial being hurt kind of hurts too. So our offense sometimes struggles when they're not in. But I'm going to go ahead and say 2-1 or 3-1 United. Bruno scores a penalty at some point. And <laughs> a, se- Bruno, a second Bruno, score comes for him. Bruno, Bruno's That's got a hot brace. take. Bruno's got a hot brace. take. It's a Bruno brace. Listen to me. Listen to me. If Brighton – okay. It depends on the team. I don't want to say team as in like lineup. It depends on the way Brighton play tomorrow. If Brighton play like 2-1 Arsenal Brighton at the start of the Premier League restart last year, I can see a 2-2 draw. Or 3-2 United Brighton. 
Trossard? Uh, Trossard for Brighton. Brighton. Here, listen. He scored a brace in the Belgium team yesterday, I think, or the day before. He got Player of the Month nominee last for March, actually. Um, and he's he's in form right now. He's there attacking mid. Yeah. But they they do have Neil Malpe up top. So yeah, like, and, or wait, Danny Welbeck. You're sleeping honestly. on Danny Welbeck. It depends on if well, Danny Welbeck. Here's the plays. thing, right? Brighton aren't a bad team, from what I've gathered. They play really. They play really good. Graham and... Potter's a bad manager. I'm sorry, but. Well, I've also gathered that they just can't shoot. I, can't. I, yeah. I I've seen where they have like eight shots and one on target. Like, bro, if you that's finish. the way we are. No, because not even finish. Just hit the target, like. Most of Burnley's attack comes from set pieces and our center backs, if I'm honest. Like, on their day, they'll beat Liverpool. They did beat Liverpool, but and then they'll lose to Sheffield United or something. You know, it's No, like, we drew against Sheffield United. Not Burnley. I'm Brighton. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we lost Grr. to Sheffield United. Yeah, no, yeah that's not a surprise. We beat Crystal Palace, but then at the same time, I'm pretty sure we lost to um, – who did we lose to? I don't know. We've drawn. Oh, we drew West Brom with a red card. That happened. <laughs> um, well, that's not, that's and they no, they were the dominant team. They had more chances than we did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean that. I'm. I'm pretty sure that covers everything that we can hit without spending another probably two hours talking about the Champions if, League. If we which could is probably just sit here. For yeah. Hours. We we I, could. Champions League is going to be a mess, and hopefully we'll be able to hit that before the quarterfinals start. And if not, we'll hit second leg and react to what Reactions. happened in the first leg. Yeah, yeah. because <sighs> it's that's going to be great. Uh, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to comment because then we'll start talking, <laughs> and we'll talk but, about the Europa League up the yeah, list because Manchester United. Nah, Ajax is winning it, but it's going to be Ajax Arsenal final. Actually, I'm I mean, pretty sure they might be on the same side. Don't know though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's all we've all got, right. I'm pretty well, sure. And we'll hit uh, – there's not going to be a schedule to this because we all have horrible schedules in real life and yeah. are students and have practices and things of our own. So when big events happen in the sporting world, such as March Madness and – we'll definitely have a Champions League episode to talk just about Champions League, especially around semifinal and final time, because that's going to be great. And oh, um, sure. I mean, we might touch on Olympics this, this summer, definitely Euro cup. Uh, and we'll talk trades and stuff in the NBA and drafts and stuff like that. But, we'll also hit like free agency. For the NFL draft is coming up as well. Um, that's something we, we could. also are starting a, dynasty fantasy league so you might hear yeah. something about that yeah at some point but i gotta do research uh-huh um, yep you might want to hit the books huh okay. <laughs> i'm gonna be honest we don't really have a set plan for this y'all could get three episodes in a week and then nothing for like two weeks yeah but i would assume probably one a week if ish, ish. about Ish. Ish. maybe one every week and a half something until like that. until every um different school in which we're attending is uh 
it's, on yeah, summer when summer break. Hits, when summer hits, it when will summer be, hits, it's going to be Euro Cup, uh, Euro Cup, Olympics. One a week, I mean, if not possibly two a week. I mean, I'm going to talk about Zlatan hard bodying in the Euro Cup <laughs> because I mean, for hours. Yeah. Oh, we well, yeah. We'll we'll see. But okay. yeah, that's all we've got. I'm pretty sure we're about at the hour and 15 hour and 20 minute mark somewhere around there. So yeah, that's it. Hey, see y'all next time. Great.